When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Hokie Nation? Welcome into your Monday edition of TSL Today. Today's show brought to you by Triumph NIL, their motto, Recruit, Retain, Reward. Thanks so much to Triumph NIL. Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news with Virginia Tech football. Hear all about it right here. It's your Monday edition of TSL Today from Blacksburg. Coming up right now. Welcome back, and thanks so much for joining us, however you may be watching or listening, whether it's YouTube, Spotify. But if you are on YouTube, go ahead, leave a like, comment, and subscribe down below. Hi, everybody. I'm Giovanni Heater. Joined alongside me is David Cunningham, behind the scenes producing today, Mr. Kyle Marshak. Again, breaking news with Virginia Tech football. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Virginia Tech offensive line coach Joe Rudolph is leaving for Notre Dame. David? Yeah, he... uh... That is the second assistant coach to leave Virginia Tech this uh, offseason. Just last week, a couple days ago, um, quarterbacks coach Brad Glenn, um, who had connections from Appalachian State with new Cincinnati head coach, former Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. He left to become the offensive coordinator at Cincinnati. And now, less than a week later, all of a sudden, offensive line coach Joe Rudolph, who has ties to Pitt, has ties to Wisconsin, so a little bit of a Rust Belt kind of vibe there from Joe Rudolph, um, a lot of Ohio ties. He's now going to Indiana uh, to South Bend to be Notre Dame's new offensive line coach. Um, he, Joe Rudolph released a statement earlier today. We'll have a story later. Um, Notre Dame uh, is reporting. Notre Dame's insiders are reporting it. ESPN's Heather Dinich reported it. So um, it, it's happening. doesn't really surprise me. Um I always thought he had more more ties to that area, but he kind of got out of Wisconsin at, at the right time when they were kind of turning turning over. And now, of course, Luke Fickle's a new head coach, which is kind of interesting how everything shakes out. But, uh, but yeah, so Virginia Tech is now going to be in the market for an offensive line coach as well as uh, a quarterback's coach. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it almost feels like with Brad Glenn, you were like, okay, this stinks, but there's positives to this. Uh, now Tyler Bowen can get in his new quarterback's coach, and and maybe they work a little bit better together. And, and it, it just didn't seem like it was an awful thing. It was a bummer, but it, it wasn't detrimental. Joe Rudolph has a great resume. Um, he had his own brand almost with the offensive lines that he put together at Wisconsin. Just feels like this is kind of a big blow because he was one of the premier hires of this coaching staff coming into last season. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody saw Joe Rudolph and said, wow, that's a guy who's done a lot in this industry. Virginia Tech got a good one, and I think it took him some time. There wasn't really much depth, mm-hmm. um, and it was crazy just to see the way that a lot of the, a lot of the players praised Rudolph last year. Didn't have a great great success uh, in 2022. We, we literally chatted with him uh, last Tuesday, and um, you know, we we talked to all the different assistants, and and Rudolph was positive. Um, you know, excited about the season, excited about his group. Um, sounds like he 
interviewed with the Indianapolis Colts last week for their offensive line position and then went and chatted with the friendly people in, in Notre Dame about it. But, yeah, I mean, this was kind of the premier one of the premier hires of, of this staff, somebody who everybody knows Joe Rudolph in college football, right? He's one of the best offensive line coaches in the last 10, 15 years, produced offensive line after offensive line after offensive line that are really, really good at Wisconsin. Um, and now he's going to Notre Dame, and and sounds like he's getting a good pay bump. Um, he's, I, I wouldn't say in terms of both that and Brad Glenn, it sounds like both situations were ones where they didn't necessarily mesh with what Tyler Bowen wanted to do. Is that a Tyler Bowen problem? Is that a Virginia Tech problem? Is that a, they weren't the right fits? We'll see kind of as the season moves along this year as we get more into the spring and into the fall. But um, definitely one hit and it's kind of like, oh, okay, what's going on? Two hits and it's okay. This is kind of getting a little bit interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what happens over the rest of spring. Virginia Tech football spring practice starts on March 16th. Last question for you on Joe Rudolph, and it's kind of a a two-headed monster here. What do you think went into his departure, um, you know, keeping it surface level? And then also, how do you think this impacts the incoming running backs? Because he's the running game coordinator, not the running backs coach, but the running game coordinator and the incoming offensive lineman, because those were two positions that were hit kind of hard between the incoming freshman and and the uh, transfer portal. Yeah, I don't think a lot will change with the running backs. Um, I think Stu Holtz recruited some good ones, and... Um, I, I think the bigger thing is the offensive line. I think there were times, I, from my understanding, I think there were times where Bowen and Rudolph did not see eye-to-eye in the way they wanted to do things. Maybe very similar to the way Bowen and Brad Glenn did not see eye-to-eye in terms of some quarterback stuff and in terms of calling plays. I, I'm not surprised. My, my guess is there was a bit of disconnect. Notre Dame swooped in and said, hey, we'll offer you a pay raise, and that's not really a question, right? Um, I, I get Virginia Tech's trying to build something special, but when Notre Dame comes calling with a big pay bump um, and Notre Dame's competing on a higher level year in, year out, I, I think that's kind of what goes into it. And it's not like he doesn't have any ties to that area. I know he said he 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 loved being in Blacksburg and was excited to move his family here, but I, I think just in general – um, he didn't necessarily have the most ties to this area. He's more of a Rust Belt guy, as we've seen in his time at, at Pitt and Ohio State and uh, and Wisconsin. Shifting gears to uh, Virginia Tech men's basketball. Hokies now drop two in a row with a loss in Castle on Tuesday against Miami and then a Saturday evening loss. Uh, things really did not go right in Durham. You made an appearance on TV lots of times. First of all, what was it like having the crazies all over you? Had to be kind of a surreal experience. It's fun. That's my third or fourth time going down there and, and doing that. It's always it's always fun. Um, and they've actually improved it to where it used to be, you know, you're sitting on the floor and there's like a little bit of a gap, probably but the gap between um, the, the, the chair I'm sitting on and the table right in front of me. That's probably maybe if not smaller of a gap between you and where the bleachers start um, on press row. Probably, probably s- smaller. And... Uh, uh, not much wiggle room at all, but what they've done this year is they've kind of made the students stand instead of sit, standing on the floor. So it used to be more crammed. Now they've made it a little bit better, um, but it's always pretty cool. Crazy environment. It was loud. Students, maybe not the smartest. I don't know if you saw the the tweet, I, I the pictures I tweeted out of their uh, – 
their dirt sheet before the game. They weren't very good, uh, like roasts or okay. whatever you want to call it of Tech's players. Um, but it was always a, always a cool environment. And uh, Hokies did not play very well. Yeah. Plain and simple. I, I mean, I, I think from the get-go, Duke was just better, more energized. I don't think Duke played a – or Virginia Tech played a terrible game, but I, I thought – I think – I mean, Duke got out to a 19-5 run, and from there it was kind of just Duke ran away with it. Yep. And if you take that out, it's a, what, two-point ball game? Yeah. Well, let's try and stick to the positive here. Louisville, Florida State coming up to round out the regular season uh, before heading down to Greensboro. It seems like, obviously, at this point – your only chance to make an NCAA tournament appearance is you have to win the ACC tournament now. Um, so, you know, what does Mike Young do to keep his team locked in? You're playing two of the more bottom teams in the conference in Louisville and Florida State. You really don't want to drop any duds there, especially the one against Florida State's going to be the last game in Castle for guys like Justin Mutz and, and your seniors. Yeah, I think, I think there's still some stuff to play for, maybe not a lot, but... Um, you still got, you know, potentially NIT if you want, right? If Tech wins two games and is 18 and 13 and then 8 and 12 in the ACC, it's good enough resume to get you into the NIT. Um, you can't slip up this week. I think that's important. You just want to finish on a positive note. I think that's important. Um, it's tough because this is a team that went and won the ACC last year, but did not, you know, while – the Hokies had a successful end of the year, right? Ripping off a lot of wins, going to to Brooklyn, winning an ACC tor- title. Um, it, it wasn't a season that had Virginia Tech not won the ACC tournament. The Hokies wouldn't have made the mm-hmm. made the big dance. So this is kind of like two disappointing regular seasons a little bit in a row, back to back. Um, but but I think it's important that Mike Young keeps his guys locked in. We've seen some of the emergence of Rodney Rice, which I think is a positive. He's played pretty well. There's still a lot of young guys Mike Young can get reps. There's a lot of player development that can be had here um, over the next couple weeks. Uh, obviously, the women go to Greensboro this week. Men go to Greensboro next week. Um, Tech has kind of not solidified itself, but but Tech is probably going to end up playing on the first day of the ACC tournament on Tuesday uh, in Greensboro. It's kind of a bummer. You don't really have an opportunity to uh, make the NCAA tournament as an at-large, but you kind of got to stay focused and um, try to make some noise down there because, again, if you're playing your best basketball at the right time, we've seen Virginia Tech play really good basketball this year, right? Um, played fine against Pitt, played played well against UVA, and th- those within, within the last two, three weeks, right? What can Virginia Tech do over the last couple games, last couple weeks? Um, if the Hokies get hot, they're going to be tough to beat. The problem is that they're very inconsistent. No doubt. All right, let's flip the script one more time uh, before we go into our uh, Diamond Sports feature here, and let's talk about uh, the women's basketball side of things. You mentioned it. The women are plain and simple on an absolute tear. They're incredibly fun to watch. Even when they're not playing their maybe best game in a hostile environment, they still make magic happen. Elizabeth Kitley, all-time leading scorer now, uh, hits the game winner at the buzzer against North Carolina in Chapel Hill. You go take care of business against Georgia Tech. I mean, this end to the season, just you couldn't have asked for any better. They, there was a stretch where on their schedule they were going to play five ranked teams in a row. Granted, NC State dropped out of that. Well, they beat them all. Um, they're just dominating the league right now, plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, they're Virginia- probably the – I don't mean to interrupt. I would say they are the hottest team heading into the ACC oh, tournament. yeah, by far. The only other one that comes close is Notre Dame, who's mm-hmm. won six in a row. But 
as Neil Ivey, head coach of Notre Dame, said earlier on you know ACC teleconference, they're not sure if Olivia Miles, who got hurt on Sunday against Louisville, mm-hmm. what her status is, right? The door is open for Virginia Tech. If Kenny Brooks and Virginia Tech were ever going to win an AC tournament this year, it would be this week. Yeah. And the Hokies have a double bye. Yeah. They'd only have to play three games. So they're playing the uh, Boston College and Georgia Tech are going to play on day one. The winner of that will play Miami on day two. Virginia Tech will play the winner of that. So they're either going to get Georgia Tech, Boston College, or Miami. Probably Miami. Miami's no cakewalk. Miami beat them down in Coral Gables earlier this season. So a chance to avenge a loss there. And the Hurricanes went to the championship game a year ago. Yeah, Miami's really good under Katie Meyer. Um, uh, Miami's going to be testy. But I think to Tech's point, I think it's all about Virginia Tech, to be honest. Um, I think Kenny Brooks would tell you the same thing. Like, this is a team that's been really, really, really good as of late. Lost that game to Duke back in late January. Won eight straight by an average of 12 points per game. The only one decided by single digits was North Carolina on Thursday. Of course, those teams always play right. really close games. Always. Elizabeth Kitley breaks the all-time leading you – know, she becomes all-time leading scorer in school history and then hits a buzzer beater to win. Um, besides that, every single other game in the last eight – has been decided by more than 10 points. This team's really good, playing really good defense at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. Offense has been up and down, up and down, but Tech's gotten off to hot starts for the most part. Uh, Maybe not as of late, per se, um, but looked fine against Georgia Tech on on, on Sunday. Now you go into an AC tournament where Duke and, and North Carolina are on your side of the bracket. You have an opportunity to uh, really make some noise if, if you can get the right matchups and, and the right stuff goes your way, I mean, the fact that Darren Maber and uh, Olivia Miles are both out for Notre Dame as it currently stands is kind of big. And Tech is 3-1 and one against Duke and Carolina this year. So, but the potential is there. You're playing in Greensboro. It's not going to be easy per se, but you don't have an NC State or Florida State to run into until the, the title game. Um, but yes, like you said, Miami's no cakewalk. I'm really excited. I'm going to be down there um, in, in Greensboro this week. It's going to be a fun week. Um, Tech has the late game on Friday night, 8 o'clock. Yep. So that's kind of nice. You get to sit back, though it is kind of nerve-wracking. You have to sit in your hotel all day and kind of wait for the game to roll around. Right. But um, but yeah, hope, hopefully on Sunday we're sitting here, you know, Hopefully next week we're sitting here talking about Virginia Tech just won the AC title because they can do it. I mean, they've the Okies have been the best team in the ACC by far lately, um, and a lot of it has to do with Elizabeth Kitley, who's playing at her best right now. That would be uh, absolutely fantastic if that is what we were, are talking about, and it's not out of the shot of reality by any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's go ahead and move on now. Our final segment today, talk about our Diamond Sports baseball with a series victory over Bryant, and uh, softball did their thing uh, down in Texas as well. Big weekend for Virginia Tech baseball, right? Did not get off to the, the right start on Friday. I believe you called that game, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Filling in for Evan, of course. He, he's the GOAT. Yeah. Um, did not get off to a bright start, but that's two weekends in a row where the baseball team is, you know, started slow. In, in, in the baseball team's defense, and it's tough to say that, but uh, the opposing pitcher went out and had five yeah, innings well, with 12 strikeouts. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, I, I forgot. No, now. I, I, that Friday I, was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. 12 Ks. Yeah, 12 strikeouts. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he pitched well. Uh, again, Virginia Tech is going to see pitchers like that day in, day out in the ACC, though. You've yeah, got, true. You've, you've got to be yep. better than that. Um, but, but 
it is promising, I think, that the Hokies, you know, they moved up three spots to number 11 in, in the poll this week. Um, they continue to find their stride um, on day two, on day three. It takes them a little bit of time to get comfortable. Um, Chris Canazaro. Chris Canazaro, yeah. Can- Canazaro hit for the cycle on Sunday. Plus another home run on and top of it. He was only five for six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good, good weekend for the Hokies. Um they're looking really good. I was really impressed with Drew Hackenberg on Saturday. Yes. He had a phenomenal game. Um, still trying to figure things out. Bullpen's been okay. Um, High-scoring games, what, 15-8? Yeah, I mean, all across the board. The only the, the lowest scoring, or the, the second day was only 4-1, to one, right? Yeah, I believe so. 4-1, to 15-8, day one, Tech lost 7-3. Yeah. yeah, high scoring. Yeah, going into Friday... The games before that, Tech had scored 42 runs in their last three yeah. games. Like it's yeah, unreal. it was well, it was impressive. I mean, Tech put up what 15 against ETSU on Tuesday, yeah. and then had really good performances Saturday and Sunday of last week mm-hmm. uh, against College Charleston. So again, this team is finding its groove on Saturday and Sunday. I'm curious to see what happens um, this upcoming Friday. I believe Charlotte comes to town. Yes, yep. um, Charlotte's no pushover, not at all. Uh, what can you do on Friday? I I don't think Griffin Green's necessarily got off to his best stuff. Mm-hmm. Start and and he's he's had he's played okay. Um, but I think Tech's bats have kind of been a little bit quiet the last two Fridays. Um, when we talked to Carson Demartini here, uh, he had mentioned that Charlotte is probably their toughest non-conference uh, series, and yeah. he said they are pretty much just as close to a power five team as you can be um, as far as the, the caliber of talent they're going to be up against. So that's going to be a very interesting series. Let's shift over to softball. Uh, they went on down. Obviously they wrapped up the Clearwater Invitational last week. This week they were down uh, in Austin, Texas in the low star Lone Star State Invitational. Now the, the level of competition was not as tough, but uh, they beat Abilene Christian and, and the big one was uh, taking down Texas. Uh, they t- beat Texas Southern as well. But uh, taking down Texas was really big. Yeah, that was on Saturday. Hokies came from behind to win. And those are the games, the resume boosters that you love to have at the end of the year, right? Um, it's It's been an impressive 15 games for Virginia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hokies aren't perfect. They went 4-1 and one this week, split with number 9 Texas. But they've shown some bright spots. Emma Lemley has been on and off. On more than not, mm-hmm. um, but even she's faced some some tough outings. Lindsey Grind comes in, has been fantastic. Virginia Tech and Pete Demore have continued to learn more about themselves each game, and I think that's important, right? There are there are more unknowns this year than there were last year. You don't have Mackenzie Lauder behind the plate. You don't have Keely Rochard on the mound or in the circle, I should say. Um, <laughs> although although Emma will tell you, she said she, right on here that it's in, the referring mound to too. it in the mound. Yeah, <laughs> but but this is a team you, you got to figure out what you have pitching wise, right? And Pete Demore has figured that out a little bit. Um, I think. The Hokies bats have started to come to life too. I mean, they're—I don't know—I don't remember if they lead the NCA or they're up there in terms of home runs. I mean, the bats—the bats are going off. Um, Tech has looked really, really good so far. Now, can you keep the momentum going? And ACC play starts this week. They got NC State coming to town, but as Chip Chip Grubb would tell you, he was down in, in Texas this week. Huge comeback win over the Longhorns. That's one you love to have. Um, Hokies are are. You know, they're, they might not be number three or four team in the nation like they were last year, but they're a top 10 team and, and they're hanging around, which it, it sounds it sounds bad when I say it, 
but they're you know, they're going to be really good again, and they are. Um, what's their record? Thirteen and eleven and four. Eleven and four. Okay, and four. I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was twelve and three or not. Yeah. Or but um, but yeah, and all all those are to, to really good opponents. So it's not like right. It's not like you're losing oh, to yeah. a, a Texas Southern or something. So another good weekend for for Virginia Tech softball and Pete Demore has been able to kind of get some freshmen involved. Uh, Emma Jackson, I believe, came mm-hmm. in and had a fantastic weekend. Um, so. Been been a really, really strong start for Virginia's X softball. Last but not least, what's coming up on uh, TSL this week? Because this is kind of our podcast this week a little bit. Well, so, Well, as Will teased on, on TSL podcast uh, last week, um, tomorrow, Tuesday, we're recording on Monday. On Tuesday, Brent Pry is coming on the podcast, so we'll mm-hmm. talk with Brent Pry. I've got a one-on-one sit-down with Brent Pry on Wednesday. Perfect. Thursday, I'm hitting the road to go down to the AC tournament, as you and I – we're talking about beforehand um, AC women's basketball tournaments this week. We've got baseball here. Chris Hirons will ha- have that coverage. Ishan Lambo will have the softball coverage as they host NC State. Wrestling goes down to Raleigh. ACC tournament. Jack Brisnine, who is on TSL today, today that That's we recorded, but it's going to come out on Wednesday with Bryce <laughs> Andonian. Yep. Uh, Jack was on that. It sounded like it was it was a good show. Jack's going to be down in Raleigh covering that on Sunday. Of course, football stuff, as we talked about at the beginning, Joe Rudolph's gone. Chris and I are going to have a little bit of football stuff. Men's basketball at Louisville on Tuesday. Home against Florida State on Saturday. Carter Hill is going to pinch hit and cover that for us on Saturday. Perfect. We're all over the place. It's a great time to subscribe to Tech Sideline. Go to techsideline.com. Become a subscriber today. And, you know, we we got a really good podcast coming up tomorrow with Brent Pry and of course great TSL Today shows this week. I believe that's going to be an exclusive. That's going to be a subscriber the, uh, exclusive. No? no, I think the Brent Pry podcast might be free. Okay, I, I think I think I think it'll be free to okay. listen for everybody. But I believe I believe my Q and A with Pry on Wednesday is going to be subscription based. So got it. Uh, we're still figuring that stuff out. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, men's basketball might not be where it wants to be. Um, I, again, I thought Tech was okay at, at Duke on on Saturday. Again, you're playing a really good Duke team that is 14 and 0 or 15 and 0 in Cameron Indoor Stadium this year, um, and and the, you can't. I think the biggest thing with men's basketball, you can't rely on those games when you need wins. Right, right. You've got to win your home games. You had those opportunities, but women's basketball. I'm excited to go down to Greensboro. I'm very excited I, to I, see I, that. I love Greensboro. Yeah. Uh, it gonna Tournament be fun. town. Have some have some popcorn. Um, yes, they do have. The they best. do have great popcorn. I'm excited to get down there, get down to Greensboro. Um, but it should be a really good week. Lots of stuff going on. I know I'm going to be very busy. Awesome. All right, this was uh, TSL today on a Monday, February 27th. Crazy week in Virginia Tech athletics coming up. Don't miss a second of the coverage. It's all right here on TSL. But signing off for now for David Cunningham. I'm Giovanni Heater. We'll see you next time.